What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Shrinko. And then I got Christian Vaughn in Studio A. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> What's up, dude? Nothing, dude. Another uh, another 30-minute IT extravaganza. We're just, we're just so good. We're so good at computers. <laughs> we have a dude. we have a very highly technical setup. I'm I'm sick of it, dude. You're <laughs> fired from production. Well, my meaty salary that hey, I've been paying you to produce. The good news for me, if you fire me from production, <laughs> guess who gets it. production? Dude, it's you. Here, we need to get a producer on board. That's we it. do. <laughs> What yeah, is, we is, have, we need to increase the budget, dude. Dude, we really do. From <laughs> yeah. zero to to a little bit more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a we got we got a special guest, uh, anxiously waiting. A freaking a champion, dude. A freaking champion. He's a he's a champion. Most importantly, though, he's a wet boy. That's right. And I <laughs> I honestly I re I. I'll, I'll, it's I'm not gonna. His, that's not, on his like Twitter like handles. You know, people put their pronouns on on like his him. <laughs> you know, his is just wet boy, <laughs> wet man, wet boy, <laughs> wet him. Uh, but none other than Travis Vaughn Newman. What's up, my brother? Hey, nothing much, man. Um, it's been a whirlwind of a of a week here, doing a bunch of bunch of podcasts after the big win, but. Uh, this is a little bit surreal for me because I am such a wet boy and just like seeing you guys do like the intro. I'm like, oh, I've been like binge listening to Smalley Talk for the past few months. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Dude, uh, dude, that's awesome. Well, it's weird because I I, I mean, follow I follow the like the tournament trails like loosely. I'm not like, you know, on Tourney X while you guys are on the lake or anything, but I noticed that you won and I know you from like river bassin yeah. like from like drew and lance cooley and those guys i always kind of associated you with with them uh-huh. and uh i was kind of looking up and i was like oh that i saw your little hand thing which we'll talk about which is freaking awesome um but i was looking up your instagram account and i was like oh i was like he follows a smally talk and then i saw on your thing you put hashtag smally talk I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I did not realize he listened to our podcast. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I reposted it and I put something about a wet boy. And I was like, man, I hope he knows what that means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you messed me back. You're like, got, dude, I'm such a wet boy. <laughs> we've got so much to talk about. Uh, I've got, so I did a, I had my, uh, my first, well, my first jury trial in a while last week. And, uh, which we won, by the way, but no big deal, no big deal. He's rich uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm He's very, rich. very, very rich. But um, at the beginning of the trial, we do this thing called, uh, it's called voir dire. It's uh, jury selection. And I already told Josh this, but uh, we had, you know, some some fishermen on the jury and some, you know, it was in Kokomo, Indiana. So, you know, most of our audience is local. And then we've got some bass fishermen in, on the, you know, in the in the jury pool or whatever. And I had this like overwhelming anxiety come over my body that one of the jurors would not would know me through this podcast and I would have to explain in open court 
like what Smalley Talk podcast is. <laughs> like it's just like a bunch of dick jokes. And like I just imagine the judge just the judge being like, like, "What exactly is a wet boy?" Yeah, the judge just being like, "We're gonna have to listen to ten minutes of it to like figure out." No, no. Let me talked about the case or something. Was, I woke up in the middle of the night. No, <laughs> you know, I get a cold sweat. So, uh, yeah, we've got so much to talk about and. Uh, you know, of course we'll get into our fishing stuff too, but I'm, uh, I'm a little, so did you, let's, let's get right into the tournament. Did you go to Fort Ticonderoga when you're up there? I did not. No, uh, it's, it's all largemouth down there from, from what I hear. So I didn't even, I didn't even think about that end of the lake. Uh, okay. so yeah, I know there's, there's some history and stuff too, but I was there for yeah. the small Okay. Yeah. Hey, you prioritize, dude. We're not we're not there to study the American Revolutionary War. We're there yeah. to catch smallmouth, and I appreciate that. Well, and uh, just just to give everybody like a refresher on that may not know what tournaments is. So it's the Hobie BOS, which is, I would say, among one of the three like largest national tournament trails. You have KBF, you know, you have the Bass Series, and then you have Hobie, and I think. Hobie is kind of one of them that's the cream's risen to the top a little bit. A lot of guys think that's like the one to compete with. So this is one of their, how many national tournaments do they have this year? I think there's 10. Okay. Oh yeah. So 10 and this one is on Lake Champlain, which for me, like I was looking at the schedule because I was texting you about it and I was like, yeah, I, I would love to go fish the Susquehanna one or Susquehanna. I'm going to get murdered for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I was like, I'd love to go do that. But like Lake Champlain, Lake Champlain has a ton of smallmouth. Would be really cool. I would have no clue how to fish it. I would have no idea where to even start. <laughs> so, so I was like interested because of smallmouth. But I was. It's not one of those. I'm like, oh yeah, I know what those guys are doing. I'm like, yeah, they're out in the middle of freaking lake drop shotting. Like that's what I think of when I think of Lake Champlain. So. So let's let's hear the story though. I'm gonna let you kind of. Well, first of all, let's let's set the stage. Where are you from? Where's your hometown? Uh, I am. Uh, I was raised in a Dayton, Ohio. So spent most of my life there. I'm currently in Columbus, Ohio. So so not too far from you guys. Um, I was actually born in Plattsburgh, New York, on Lake Champlain. So it was. I was kind of fulfilling a prophecy that you know this was supposed <laughs> to happen. I was meant to go back there and do this. So yeah, yeah. dude. I like that. There was there was a, a child was born among them, dude. He was yeah. born. He was born on a legendary smallmouth lake. I he mean, how born, much how much more wet boy does it get? He was than born that? in the live well of a ranger bass boat <laughs> on Lake Champlain. No, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. So you, what's your like? Um, since you're from Columbus now, what's your kind of like home water then? Um, that's the thing. I don't be, you know, because of the river bass and trail, I really don't consider any water my home. I'm up to 99 different rivers, uh, spanning 15 different states. I've moved around a bunch since college. Uh, so, oh uh, yeah, I'm a serious, serious wet boy. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the rivers. That's 99 rivers and one, and one lake. But, one uh, lake. Yeah. 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 The, the Olentangy River is a like, you know, a five minute walk for me. Uh, that's kind of my local water, I guess. There's a there's another creek here called Big Darby Creek that I like a little bit more. I've heard so, of that. Does yeah. that go into uh, Erie? No, it it uh, it flows into the Scioto River, which then flows into the Ohio River farther on south. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, very cool. Um, and 
Uh, had you ever fished Lake Champlain before? So yes, I uh, I went to college at Ohio University. We had a an FLW college fishing team for a couple years. Uh, my freshman year, one of the upperclassmen dropped out for the Lake Champlain tournament, and I jumped on the spot to go. So I just went up there. I wasn't a really good fisherman. Um, I was pretty much just like dropping sinkos just out in the middle of the abyss out there and catching like. <laughs> You know, it was like two pound smallies, you know, it was by weight then, you know, but all day long. So uh, for this tournament, I uh, I was like, I'm just going to go back up to that area. I'm not really going to look at the rest of the lake. Uh, I know there's a lot of smallmouth there and I'm better now than I was then. So maybe I can find some big ones. Um, nice. So, so yeah. about how many people were in this in this tournament then? There were. Yeah, there's 73 people. Uh, it was like, I think it's the lowest turnout for like a Hobie event uh, this year. I don't, oh. I don't, yeah, I don't know why that many people didn't. Maybe it's because it's so far up there. I don't know. Well, yeah. I know that like some of the bigger names are there, though. Like Drew Gregory was fishing. I mean, there. you beat Drew. I mean, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Also, <laughs> Mike, Mike Iaconelli. Yeah, um, Mike Iaconelli's fishing it. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, that's a little bit bigger of a name. <laughs> nice work on that one. Well done. Uh, no, that's awesome. So uh, did you get to do any pre-fishing at all, or did you just go up there day one of the tournament? Um, yeah, so I, I was on the water for about three hours on Friday, just checking out the area that that I remembered. Um, I didn't look at, like, the weather because, um, you know, I'm, I'm an idiot. I just – I just I just wing it usually. Uh, so I get there and like the wind's howling across this lake and it's a huge lake and I don't do lakes. I don't really know lakes. Um, and there were three to four foot waves, uh, you know, coming across this this <laughs> channel that I had to cut across in my Kilroy, which is like the worst boat for the situation because That's you it. take on or you, you get any water in it. It's is with you. You know, it there, there's no drainage. It's like a canoe. Um, <laughs> it's a live one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pre-fishing I was really struggling to like you know I didn't have anything going and uh you know I was out there for about three hours and right when I was pretty much going to call it quits and and go do what I know go look at rivers creeks that are connected to the lake and just try to find something there in my comfort zone um I was just dragging like a little uh it's like a Molex uh, nano finesse jig uh it just looks like a little little cute smallmouth candy they love that thing and uh, just on a real rocky area, and uh, actually, I thought I was snagged for a while. I couldn't, I didn't really tell, uh, I couldn't tell that I had a bite because the waves were coming at me, and it just felt like I was snagged. And I'm like, you know, an idiot, just like yanking on it, pull it, pulling on it, trying to get it to move. And then, like, I realized, like, I was like, I think my snag's moving, and like, I'm like paddling, like trying to get up to it to to get unsnagged. And it, it turns out it, it was a 19 and three quarter inch smallie, and uh, once I got that in, I, I took some pictures. I was like, this trip's already a success here. You know, I did what I came here to do. I caught a big smallmouth, you know, on a lake. I don't do lakes. Um, and I just put all my eggs into that basket. I was going to come back the next morning uh, and and see if I could do it again. And there were so many big fish there that uh, I, it was just the right place at the right time. I, I had no idea what that spot had. But in the morning. You didn't uh, have electronics either, right? No electronics, yeah. I, I did. I, I had an anchor wizard with which helped out that I've had for months, and, and I, I rigged it up right before I got on the road to go there because I was like, oh, it's a big lake. I might need an anchor, you know. 
<laughs> I, like, ghetto rigged it onto my Kilroy, uh, the, yeah, right before I left and, and hit the road. So That is freaking awesome, dude. So how deep were you fishing then? Like, what was the water depth? I know you, you don't know exactly. Know. <laughs> but. I, I do. I do know. So, I, you know, there was a little bit of game planning. Um, I, I pulled up a topo map before I left, and I knew the area that I was pretty much committed to. And I just, I didn't even use the app. I just like screenshotted the topo map of where I was going. And I was just gonna like use Google Maps or, you know, the Apple Maps and like look, compare it to that screenshot and figure out how deep. Cause I was expecting to go up there and like drop shot and do stuff in like, uh, you know, 15, 20 feet of water was, was the area I thought I was gonna be fishing. But I, I stayed in one spot pretty much the entire tournament is where I caught all my fish uh, in three feet of water. Nice. Well. Yeah. I did hear that you flipped your kayak twice, so it's a good thing you're only in three feet of water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you lose any gear when you flipped your flipped your kayak? Uh, I mean, stuff came out, but I was able to recover everything. Um, I broke one rod uh, throughout mm-hmm. the weekend, but it's you know it's fine. You know. And speaking of broken rods, Chris broke a rod um oh, this broke, past time out rod, no this chris burger <laughs> rod this past time out did you see the video of uh the raft going over the dam i did yeah yeah so i have to talk about this for just a second here um chris tried to kill me hold on get ready for some no, just complete chris com- bullshit uh <laughs> freaking embellishment just get ready no, chris completely tried to kill me so we're so we, anyway he calls me uh, the other night and he's like hey man can you go out in the evening We've been like super, both of us have been super busy and I leave for a two week vacation on Saturday. So I'm like, yeah, if we're going to go, we need to go now. So we head out to this river and uh, we haven't, we, we were like trying to figure out where to go. Cause it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. So we're like, we only have like six hours. Right. So we're like trying to figure out, we can't do our big stretch that we want to do. That's like seven or eight miles. So we were like, hey, there's a stretch above that stretch that we can go do. It's like five miles. He's like, do you want to try it out? We've never done it before. And I'm like, yeah. Well, it has two dams on it um, that we knew we were going to have to portage. And so we're like, you know, fishing. The stretch is unbelievable. We like, it was super cool. We'll go back there for sure. It's really, really good stretch. We're like geeking out over the stretch. We're like, oh my gosh. I catch a, I caught an 18 and a half. Chris caught a 19 and a half. Um, and we just like it was just a really really good looking stretch. But anyways, we get it up to this dam. We know it's coming. Don't know how big the dam is. Never been there. And uh, I had been kind of that raft. I don't know if you've ever fished out of one of those type of rafts before. I'm not. But they're very capable in white water. So we can we've run a class three in them before. A, a guy ran Chris is through a class four. Like it. Class four plus is like a five. Yeah, it's yeah. like class four or five. It they'll, they're like very capable, but this is a dam. Like I don't, I don't know what it looks like or whatever. And I was like, dude, I was like, let's let's see if we can run this through the dam. And so I don't know what it looks like. All I see is the edge of it, right? You know, the top side of a dam. You have no idea what it looks like. So I was like, hey, Chris. I was like, why don't you get out and uh, <laughs> why don't you get out and scout this for me and tell me if we can run it. And so he's like, okay. So I go drop him off at the top dam. He like walks out, out and I see him. He's kind of looking and he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I think you can do it. And uh, and I was like, okay. And he, I was like, well, where do I need to go? And he's like, well, just hit the center of this. There's a little part of the dam that washed out. So it was like, you know, not a 90 degree corner. 
And uh, so I back up and I'm like, all right. And I'm nervous because I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't trust this guy fully. It was a leap of faith. Dude. <laughs> I say 100% depending on him. You le- you, so, <laughs> you did a trust fall. I was there to freaking cradle your no. cradle no. down to the ground, dude. I was so, right below the dam to catch you. So I back up and I'm I'm trying to get some momentum. I didn't get enough momentum, but I'm going. And Here's bro- a hint. When your buddy's standing below the dam with his video camera pointed <laughs> at you going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you can do I, this so i get i get right at the edge and i mean i was already committed at that point and i saw the edge of that thing and it was like well that's probably a six or seven foot drop off it of was it 12 13 maybe i don't know I couldn't be <laughs> it sure. was well it was way bigger than i thought it was and i i played music on instagram but in the regular video you can hear me go chris <laughs> <Like> really loud <laughs> dude i went over that thing and Oh, and it filled the whole thing up with it, water. The raft literally disappeared for a split <laughs> second. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I just imagined, uh, like, deleting that video so that nobody saw me jackassing around. Like, if he died, I would have thought, like, his last words on Earth were just, Chris, like, right as he disappeared under the end of the abyss. And I just, and I just delete the video. On, me. Like, I tell Katie, like, I don't know. He said he was going to do it regardless of what I said. I tried to warn him against it. He did it. It was disgusting. He took a big risk. It was unfair of him. Uh, but anyways. We well, also- in the process, Chris, we broke one of Chris's fly rods. Yeah. And guess what? He didn't say a damn word about it. He didn't even act upset. I did not. I knew better because I just put I just put you at risk. <laughs> He's like, I'm so glad you didn't get hurt. Yeah, dude, I just kissed your freaking mouth. I said something to Katie about it. She's like, we could have sued him. And I you was really like, could've. I could have. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, man, the, the I just had to get that out because I wanted I wanted to share with the world exactly what that, dude, with the I context tried, around that video. I tried to initiate CPR, and Josh would not let me <laughs> perform CPR below the dam. I wa- He washed up onto the beach like a damn mermaid, and I tried to, <laughs> tried to perform mouth open, uh, But Anyway, so you're in three foot of water. I mean, so when you're up there, were you staying like a hotel or were you guys camping? Um, I had a, a Airbnb. is about an hour from the lake. It was actually on a it was on a really cool river. It was like the Salmon River in like Malone, New York. I was not I was not there long enough to really check it out. I was pretty much, <clears throat> you know, doing the tournament thing the whole time. But well, what's crazy is like, uh, you know. Lake Champlain was the site of like several real legitimate naval battles during yeah. the American Revolutionary War. So that should have been a pretty good clue that it might get pretty choppy out there. They have like <laughs> ocean faring vessels that are like being built on the lakeshore to like fight naval battles. But uh, but anyways, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Now, uh, so I'm assuming you're fishing like the northern end of the lake then? Yes. Yep. Because Fort Ticonderoga is at the south end on... So, so were you, uh, so you had spot picked out from when you were there last time, right? Yeah. It was was almost 10 years ago. So it's like, I shouldn't have had that much faith in it, but that's where I was going. Hey, if you got a starting point, that's something. (laughs) It it cut down on like the headache of like, you know, driving myself crazy researching for, you know, especially I don't do lakes in like a lake that big. Like, it, I would have just drove myself nuts trying to figure out where to go. 
you know, you you Google the area I went to, it says it's, you know, great smallmouth fishing. That's all I really needed to know. And having caught them there before, I figured I could figure something out. So so three foot of water. Tell us how you how you caught them though. Okay. What was your your uh, presentation? So um, I started off with just that that finesse jig, um, and the tournament started. I caught like a seventeen and three quarter uh, pretty quickly, and I was like, okay, you know that's a good start. You know that's a that's a solid fish. And then I caught like four short fish for like eleven inches. Um, I was happy to be on fish, but um, <clears throat> once the sun like well, it was it was overcast all day. But once it once it started to get lighter. I was able to see a little bit more what was going on and you know these it's really wavy and super windy it was like 15 20 mile an hour winds and and three to four foot waves pretty much all all morning long but uh i started noticing like seagulls were circling you know around my area and as these waves were coming in and it was getting lighter i was you know just looking at the area i was fishing and i was starting to see smallmouth they were rolling on bait fish in the area i was in you could look into like the crest of those waves and you'd see a you know big smallmouth cruising surfing down these waves it was like it was like national geographic man i'm telling you i was on something special um so then i was like you know what they're they're hitting bait fish out here they're active i put a i put a big like topwater spook on um and i was like maybe i can catch them on topwater in these waves and immediately they were on it immediately um you know i caught them like an 18 incher um and it, and it was like an 18-inch fish, and it came off. And then it just threw it right back out there, hook up with a 20-incher. It was a 20-and-a-half-incher, landed that one. And I was like, all right, now I'm on to something. Um, but that spook, I wasn't able to really walk the dog very well with it and, like, yeah. present it how you want to in those waves. Right. So um, I got a little bit creative. You know, I really like a whopper plopper on the rivers. Um, and I just was at the, the Susquehanna just doing a fun fishing trip with a buddy of mine. We were trying to break his PB smallmouth, which we did, you know, shout out to my buddy Clay. He caught a 19 and a half incher out there PB. But before I went to Susquehanna, it was just a week before Champlain. Um, I was at like the field and stream here in Columbus and I was there to pick up a backup whopper plopper for the trip. And my girlfriend was with me and we see these Berkeley bucktooth beavers. Oh, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's just a whopper flopper that looks like a beaver, man. It's like the Berkeley Chapo buck beaver. What was that? I, I said, screw it. I'm going to throw that. And it's heavier than, you know, the, the normal whopper flopper that I throw. And it was really able to dig into those waves and just kind of actually had, you know, some action on it going. And it just fished better through those waves. And they were destroying it. It, it got really fun really quick. Um, that first day, uh, I blasted them, man. It, I had my limit was like a 20 and a half, a 20, uh, then like two 19s, and then my, my fifth fish was 18 and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and then I continued to, to catch like 17s and 18s that weren't helping me out at all. I wasn't calling. And then I decided, I was like, I just need to, I'm like hurting myself for tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, because I'm sitting I, at this point. I had the lead in the tournament within a, you know, is like nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock. I had the lead. Um, I was like, I'm gonna just hold off, save these fish for tomorrow because I don't know if I'm gonna get into the twenties again tomorrow. Um, so I just backed off, saved it, and I actually had like a float trip planned. My girlfriend dropped me off at one, 
boat ramp and was going to pick me up at a different one five miles away. And I was able to just like go with the wind, with the waves. And I was trying to figure something else out in case those fish weren't there the next day. Um, and I, I couldn't figure anything else out. So I knew I had to go back to that spot the next day for day two. Um, and it, it was a lot of the same thing. I went, I started with the beaver right away. Uh, my first fish, uh, was like six minutes into the tournament. It was like a 19 and three quarter. How good is that feeling when you go back there and they're there? Cause you have no idea if they're going to be there. Or yeah. Not. And, and yeah, this is a huge lake with like, you know, the, the bass population there is like boasted to be just crazy. There's a crazy amount of like quality fish. It's hard to find like the giants. Um, you know, the giant fish, but I was just on that like right sized school of fish and it was bigger than I could have imagined. Day two, I really took some time and I was like looking farther out to where I couldn't, I couldn't even cast that far out. Um, cause I was pretty much hugging like the shoreline, hugging the bank. Um, and I was just casting as far as I could sling that beaver into the wind or I, I had three casts. I casted it. Beavers too. <laughs> yeah. I casted it straight out. I cast it at a 45 degree angle to the right, or I cast it at a 45 degree angle to the left. That's all I did. That's all, all have, that's the only area I fished. That's all, how all my bites came. Um, but anyways, I, I would like look out and like, if you stared in one spot long enough, you would see like a dorsal fin come up, a big small mouth roll on some bait fish out there. That's wild, dude. And, yeah, and, and the bite would come and go, but if the seagulls came, I knew I had like a 20, 30 minute window of just, you know, I, the best fishing of my life. And and I know you guys just slammed them on the upper Mississippi and it did something like absolutely insane. This was as close to that as, as I've ever gotten. Um, it wasn't quite that level, but. Uh, it always like, um, like we're at kind of in our element though, like on the river, yeah. like you would be too. Like, so yeah. if you went out and you like killed them on a river, you'd be like, yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> but to like be able to go out and do it in a completely different environment than you're used to, yeah. To have to be tournament. odds against you in a tournament, you know, you don't have the fancy gear, you don't have, you got big, big name, like well-known fishermen you're fishing against, uh, yeah. or fishing with, however you look at it, but yeah, that, that probably felt pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, yeah, it, it was amazing, um, and you know, especially being, being born there, now my family moved after like three months, so I can't really claim it, but my whole life, you know, watching like, you know, my whole life watching like Bassmasters or FLW stuff on TV when I was a kid. If they were on Lake Champlain, I was like, oh, I really want to go there. I was born there. You know, I want to go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was insane. So uh, I submitted all my fish at 712. The tournament started at five in the morning. So day two, um, they only take your top five fish. But I went ahead and submitted six in case one of them was the same fish from the day before. And uh, all six of them were over 19. Uh, the biggest one was 21 and a quarter all smallies That's and uh, yeah and the the smallies rule thing i, I wrote smallies rule on, on my hand for day two because there was there was a lot of talk on like whether largemouth or smallmouth were going to oh. win this tournament because you can do both mike iconelli did a preview there it's on hobie's website saying that like the tournament's going to be won on largemouth down at the south end of the lake <laughs> fishing grass and no 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 it wasn't so old Ike to just suck it, dude. <laughs> Small he's real. That is, that is great. <laughs> so was he fishing the south end of the lake then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Were, yeah, were yeah. most of the because like even with seventy guys, that's like a pretty big lake, so it probably didn't feel crowded at all. Did you really see anybody fishing in the area you were at? 
Um, day one, I launched with, uh, there was like four other guys in Hobies. Uh, one guy even like, he asked me to exchange phone numbers with him because he thought I was absolutely crazy to be going out there in a Kilroy. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to make sure you don't die, man. Um, but no, all those guys in the Hobies. So like I cut across the wind, you know, to get out to the spot that I went to. Um, and at this point, I've re- released so much information on podcasts that people probably know where the hell I went. If you Google a little bit, you can figure it out. Um, well, but, that's uh, that not being your home water. You don't really care. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna run into it every few years or something. So yeah, yeah, no, I don't care. Yeah, it was just a point. I was fishing at the northern end of the lake, and all the wind was blowing to that point. It was pushing so, all the fish up up in that little area. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was insane. But yeah, all the guys all the different. You probably wouldn't have done very well because those bait fish wouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have like that's a good smallmouth area, and I would have found fish, but I would have had to like move around and like search for them and pick them off, you know, here and there. I would not have found just a massive school of big smallmouth, just active. Like I've never seen fish that active. Well, you know? and you see that every once in a while on the river. We've seen that like probably what maybe half dozen times in the yeah. river where just the right circumstance it pushes a bunch of forage into a specific area and the smallmouth like you know take advantage of it and you can just like catch them on every cast type of thing i've never seen it where there's 19 and 20 schooled up together yeah, right. <laughs> but i've also never been to lake champlain so that i guess that's a thing there so yeah yeah, it was insane. You know, my uh, my girlfriend came up there with me, and she loves she loves to paddleboard. Uh, so I was a little bit bummed she couldn't come out there with me because the waves were just too crazy. But uh, you know, she even she was like, "Oh, it's kind of like nasty. It's gonna rain today. It's really windy. I don't really want to go out there." I was just like, I looked at her in the morning. I was like, "This is smallmouth weather. Like, this is going to be fun. They're going to be on." Yeah, uh, I know they like it like this. Yeah. Two days of getting wind tossed out in the middle of the lake, you're probably pretty beat up, weren't you? Oh, yeah. My head was on a swivel the entire time. I had to keep my eyes like on those waves like constantly to to see, you know, as they were coming in, each one was a little bit different. And I had to like just keep my balance in there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was exhausted. Now, I will say I was pretty much uh, day two, uh, you know, championship day. I was done fishing at 11. My girlfriend came and picked me up. We went and found like a calm bay to go hang out in so she could get her paddleboard out there. And we just watched the results come in. And those, guys, those guys and those hobies are sitting out there and they're like, that freaking dude over there. What is he doing? Yeah. That's 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 a pretty big flex. Just like 11 o'clock on day two, just like, ah, that's enough. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty wild, dude. You just hit it. You just hit it just right. That's what. Yeah. So how much did you win by? Uh, the second place person, I, I won by like nine inches. Drew Gregory was in second. Um, so, uh, it was, it was like nine inches. Well, and, and I, I, rem- I was looking at it. Um, so championship day was on Sunday, correct? Yeah. So I looked at it on Saturday on KBN and they were like, like, all right, this dude's winning. Who's getting second? <laughs> Dude, <that's pretty laughs> like there was not even a discussion. It's, about- a 10 inch, it's a 10 fish tournament, right? So it's yeah, two bags of five. So, Which you, is- so you literally averaged almost one inch larger per fish mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty that's not really that close that's pretty uh what a day what a couple of days you strung together man yeah it's nuts well that's cool it it really uh you know it's it's cool to see one of those one by people who 
like are like just, they're just fishing you know yeah. you just, you're like going out there and you're just fishing you know you're not being analytical about it you're not like well there's a you know, there's an element of analysis to that well i, I mean you're not like what i'm saying is you're not like you're not using all the tools that right? yeah all the technology those guys have because for me that's one of the things about the river and i'm sure you feel the same way is like the simplicity of it like it's all visual like you're looking like everything is like very like even when you're fishing structure underwater a lot of that is like has to do with the current and what you're looking at like it's really not it's there's not a lot of um video game fishing out of it um well i think yeah. a lot of i think uh just hearing the story of it i think uh you know watching the birds you know watching kind of looking where the wind is going to be blowing that algae and which is going to carry the bait fish yeah. uh, and then you know maybe the biggest thing maybe the biggest lesson for guys that have heard this story now is just uh when you get into a situation like that don't leave it you know don't go trying to find good water and at the sacrifice of good water um i don't think you ever thought about leaving no i mean you probably did i mean i'm i'm sure that there were lulls in the action where you're like okay well you know maybe this is done now or maybe this maybe this is tapped now or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah just staying staying with it that's pretty that's pretty incredible man and i can imagine trying to fish like on bottom in that in your kayak in those conditions would have been almost impossible because you've been trying to feel bites and stuff i I mean, fishing like a net rig in the wind is like, you know, done it, but it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I was able to. Well, dude, you got to slang the beaver. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The beaver, like, realistically, like, okay, so I lost four fish that were 20, 21 inches throughout the tournament. Um, It didn't really phase me because I knew, like, what I was on was something special. And, like, I was just like, you know, that's just going to happen if you're fishing with you know, a big double treble hook, you know, bait, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna lose them, especially, you know, especially in those conditions, the waves. So like fighting these smallmouth in these waves. Uh, yeah, I, d- I definitely lost some fish, but, um, I probably should have put like a spinner bait or a chatter bait, something with like a single hook to, uh, to keep them on better, something with a better, better landing ratio, because they probably would have eaten anything I threw out there. That's what but, I was going to ask if you tried anything else. I should have, uh, but it's a Yeah, the treble hook thing, man. Says the guy that would literally throw top water like all day long, yeah. even when they're not eating it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should have tried something else. <laughs> I will say this: top water in general, and you know, I'm speaking more to river fishing, but it's just a big fish presentation. Like, you know, even when they're not like when they're not dialed in on top water a lot of times the fish that will hit top water are are good fish and i'm not talking about google bugs chris i'm talking about throwing meat but big beavers <laughs> beaver <laughs> gotta get the beaver out yeah that's nuts dude what a crazy story so what's next for you uh i don't really know i've just been like doing podcasts and stuff like this week so far it's been like a whirlwind um uh so I'm I'm at the 99th river, you know, like I mentioned. So I, I've got to figure out where number 100 is going to be. Um, you know, just from listening to you guys, I've got a, I've got some ideas. I hear about some good places in Michigan, Wisconsin that that maybe I should go. I do want it to be somewhere somewhere special. Uh, right. and, well, yeah. we will give you some. You've earned 
some smallie <laughs> talk inside information, some hot stretches. We'll hook you up that for sure, dude. Yeah, we got to make sure number 100. So 99 Rivers, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> impressive. Um, what's like so far, what's your like favorite destination that you went to? Uh, um, I, I say my favorite river has been the Chipola River in, uh, it's out in the Florida Panhandle. Now, oh. yeah, it's a, it's shoal bass. So uh, it, it was it's it's almost like smallmouth fishing. I do prefer smallmouth over shoal bass, but it was just that river was was oh, pretty sure. special for me. Um, but if we're talking smallmouth, uh, the Susquehanna's up there. I really like the Broad River uh, in South Carolina. Uh, I had a lot of fun fishing the Broad River. Um, it's hard to pick one, uh, really. But yeah, I'd probably say the Broad River or the Buffalo River in Tennessee um okay. as well i know there's a buffalo river um in arkansas as well that's pretty fabled uh but the tennessee one in my opinion has bigger smallmouth so i like that one so what do you what do you do full time to be able to travel around and fish 100 rivers and <laughs> he's a bum <laughs> so um so after college uh i moved to florida for for two years uh i worked for the florida department of health um I was kind of like a, an inspector. I inspected like septic systems, mobile home parks, swimming pools. It's like a, it's like an environmental health kind of inspector for the Florida Department of Health. I did the same thing for the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. That what the Florida Department of Health would just let go. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, what? How many meth pipes are in this pool? Uh, Two, that's well below quota. You may continue to operate. Actually, we're going to advertise a lot for this pool. <laughs> there are only two sets of jean shorts and one floating crock in this pool. This is amazing. We've never seen one without pythons. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I inspected a, a nudist mobile home park in uh, extreme North Florida, the border of like georgia and florida just like middle of nowhere yeah i've inspected that one on the internet a couple times <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, it wasn't the good kind of nudist mobile home park it's so. an app <laughs> <laughs> no that's pretty crazy so what'd you do after that um so so then i kind of did uh a similar similar thing it was just mainly septic system focused i designed and inspected them for the tennessee department of environment and conservation so i'm pretty much like a a traveling government worker. I just keep working for these different state agencies. Um, and, and right now I work for the Ohio Department of Health. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah so similar stuff. How far is Columbus from here? Was it like four hours? Like that? Uh, it's like Sorry. three and a half. Yeah. Oh, dude, you hours. need to come fish with us. Yeah. Yeah, close. Like we got, we have some, like, we'll, we'll show you some good I mean, not any, not any River 100. I mean, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 not River 100, but maybe like 101, 102. All yeah. right. Have you fished in Indiana before? Uh, I went out there once. It was literally last year. I just moved back up to Ohio uh, right when COVID hit. And I went out there to fish. God, I can't remember the name of the river. It's uh, it's in, it's like south of Indianapolis or north of Indianapolis. Mm. Well, 
yeah. south or north doesn't help us much. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. either south or north. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tip a canoe, maybe? Did you go tip a canoe? It was not the tip a canoe. Man, I'm gonna have to like pull this up. Uh well, there's but, a river that flows right through the right through Indianapolis. Um yeah, so it could be north or south of it. Did you just like randomly pick a river or did, was it just not, very yeah, kind of random. Um, I think it's a tributary of the White River. Huh. Well, uh, anyways, yeah, maybe you, Eagle need, Creek or you something. need to come out and do some uh, do some fishing with us for sure. But so I guess as a state employee, uh, you probably yeah. get a lot of holidays and, you know, you can get a lot of paid time off and that kind of thing to travel around and do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, nice. Um, yeah. Because I keep changing jobs every couple of years i haven't saved up enough leave time <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah it's mainly mainly week weekends and i uh i fished the river bass and tournament trail really hard for for between 2015 and 2019 so that's where i racked up a lot of my rivers was traveling for that how much do you miss that a lot yeah Dude, i love that thing. i i got into it too late like yeah. i was the last championship yeah. at uh, in the ozarks you weren't there were you I was there, yeah. Dude, yeah. I got to, that's where I met like Jeremy Crow. Yeah. I got to know him there. Um, yeah, but that was a fun. That was a fun like uh, experience. But yeah, dude, they you know Drew moved on and did other things. But I wish somebody would resurrect that because that was like, dude, that was so much fun, man. Oh, it's last. So yeah, yeah, you're you're kind of one of those guys. I felt like we're always winning those. Or you're like up there. I, yeah, I I think I only won one of them, but I was just like always consistently in the top. Like, so I, how did you win? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I won one of the online ones. <laughs> so uh, how do you feel about coming on to be my co-host of this podcast since Josh has been fired from production? <laughs> uh, I don't well, know if I can produce any better because because Josh just got his freaking ass eaten in the last tournament. I did. Yeah. I think it was fifteenth place, maybe or something. Fourteenth. Just a pathetic showing. Um, what does it take <laughs> to win? That's what I want to know. What kind of? What kind of? What do you, if you could give, you know, some up and comer, uh, <laughs> some tips about winning, what, what's one thing that you could, you know, you could distill down for a piece of advice? Uh, for, for me this past weekend, it was like my girlfriend put so much pressure on me to like do well <laughs> that yeah. she, she would like, she was texting me during it. She was just like, you know, I kept like a 19. She's be, she, she would literally text me back like, okay, like let's get a 20, like. Come on. I like, like I would get a 20. Like she would speak it into like fruition. I was like, okay, baby, I'll get you a 20. <laughs> she vision boarded your ass into victory. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, I like that. I mean, that's something I could do for you, I suppose. Uh, you know, for an occasional text like you do, well, the last, I can't catch any fish. I'm catching little ones. I'll I'll say the last time pathetic. The last time that I the uh, the Hobie one that I got second in, you remember you called me, it was like 10 in the morning. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm dialed in. I was like, I'm winning this bitch. And then you did, you helped me out. I ended up getting second, but, you know, can't win them all. Hey, you can't win them all. Uh, but you also should do better than 15th place. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was one of those tournaments where you could fish one of four days. It's the GRVY ones. And the day that I fished, nobody did well. It was like 
the fisher just shut down there's like nothing i could do about it i tried dude i know you tried but that's not enough and that's what my <laughs> children say when they get done with school but also <laughs> it's also easy to say you should do better when you don't go public with your fishing <laughs> you yeah. keep your fishing very private <laughs> me no me i oh I, yeah I keep my fishing very private yeah uh what's the best you've ever done in a tournament chris I've never fished one. <laughs> yes, you have. And I beat you in every goddamn one that we fished. Well, I don't like that. Every language. one. I, I, first of all, I don't like your language. It's, disgu <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Second of all, that's uh, there's no proof of that online whatsoever. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is. I think I have fished two tournaments <laughs> in my life. And I think you did, yeah. you did beat my fish ass pretty aggressively. I see, when I fish, uh, a lot of guys, when they fish tournaments on rivers, I it's you know some people have differing opinions on this but i fish by myself like i do not like fishing with other people i always like this last one there's a couple guys who are like hey do you need a flip partner and i'm like dude i'm not it's not like i'm not being selfish but like i want my stretch i want to feel like i can like i don't want to be courteous to people and be like oh you can have this bank and now like i want to be able to hit everything yeah. so did you go up there with somebody from that you fish with regularly, or do you did you go up there lonesome? No, it's just, well, yeah, I mean, just, of course. Yeah, just me and the girlfriend. Um, you know, I, I texted Drew Gregory, you know, a little bit of, you know, just just saying, you know, good luck and stuff. But um, I was pretty sure he was going to do rivers, and I was doing doing the, my lake thing, so I knew we weren't going to cross paths. Uh, um, there was a tournament I fished down in South Carolina, a KBF tournament, uh, earlier this year where, you know, I kind of talked with him a little bit beforehand to make sure, uh, we weren't going to the same place, but then we ended up, uh, helping each other shuttle. He fished like a stretch above me and I went below him. So hmm. you, you so can kind of team up that way. Did he end up going on the rivers this time then? Or uh, did he, yeah. Big yeah. Lake? he did, but it was weird. It, it seemed like there wasn't a lot of like rivers that were flowing in that like it, it was like all on the vermont side and yeah you guys could only fish you had to launch from the new york side yes you got it yeah we were talking about we would rather have you know had the vermont side open we could fish vermont side but you had to launch from new york which made it like impossible to get up a river in vermont you know right. um so, so yeah that's why what what, what was the what was the, licensing or something oh licensing yeah that makes sense yeah well, very interesting, man. I, I I appreciate you coming on the uh, coming on the podcast and talking to us about it. I thought I thought it was very uh, a very compelling story. And we have to ask them the question we ask every guest. Oh, the obligatory questions. Uh -huh. All right, we can do that. What's your What's your uh, personal best smallmouth? Twenty two and a half inches. Holy crap! Wow, where did that come from? <laughs> the Nolichucky River in like uh, eastern Tennessee. Wow. Okay. Was that uh, kind of a fluke thing, or were you guys on big fish? Fluke. Uh, well, it was in the fall. Um, I caught a 19 that day as well, but that was pretty much the only two fish I caught. Uh, I was. It, it was while I lived in Florida. I went up to Tennessee. I was doing some job interviews, wanting to make a move up to there. Uh, it was the day before my interview. I put in in the morning, paddled up to the first riffle. Uh, the sun wasn't really even out yet. I casted a just like it was another little finesse jig into this like riffle i didn't realize it was as shallow as it was when the light came out i realized it was like six inches deep like it was nothing um and a giant smallmouth emerged out of that ripple uh and, yeah that's how I'll, it happens a lot of times yeah i'll probably never beat it but you know that is 
Where, yeah. where can people find you on the? Uh, you're it's Travis Vaughn V O N N E U M A N N, right? That's the. Yeah. Uh, and it's is it Trav fit? How do you which? How do you? What's your Instagram <laughs> thing? I, it's, I, I should change it probably, but it's a oh, it's Travfish. 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 Yeah, it's like T R A fish underscore Vaughn. Yeah, I made it years ago. It's uh, I should probably change that, but <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I, <laughs> When uh, my clients email me and their emails are like, like big jugs ninety four <laughs> gmail.com. and it's like, it's like nah, you made that email when uh, you were eighteen. Dustin emailed me. Um, we were doing the Achigan thing, and he was like emailing some vendors, like for some, you know, for wholesale stuff. And he sent an email to this guy, and he realized that his name on Google was Chizzy Menendez. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I so my wife a long time ago, I changed her email contact to instead of having her name it says my sexy bitch in her <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, and my wife is not like a, you know, she's pretty pretty proper, I think. But but anyways, I I changed it a long time ago to get a la- to get a single laugh. And it has yielded many years of laughter. <laughs> we emailed my loan officer when we refinanced our house a few months ago. And it just says, uh, to Daniel Lowe's at VA Mortgage Center and to my sexy bitch. What <laughs> other paperwork do you need? <laughs> it's pretty great. But but uh, anyways, all right. So next question. Um, uh, favorite presentation for Smallmouth? A buzz bait. Buzz bait. All right. Well, nothing wrong with the buzz bait. Uh, now, this is probably the only real question. Uh, what is your favorite smallmouth focused two man podcast based out of central Indiana? It's it's definitely the Smalley Talk podcast. Yes, dude. We're, God, we're batting a thousand. Yes. All right. Thanks, Travis. We pre- oh, wait. Well, one more question, and we'll just do what's what's new in your box. Yeah. Let's oh, see. What, you guys know what's new in my box. It's it's the beaver. Those beavers, dude. dude. His, his box is stuffed with beaver. Um, no, that's very good. Uh, what about you, bud? You got any new stuff in your box? Um, yeah, so I, mean, I guess other than you're gonna go out and buy some of these beeves, but... dude, I'm gonna stack up on these beeves. <laughs> I'm gonna get every size, every color. I like that. Uh, turns I out got... one size, one color. Hang on, I got some hanging on the wall. Uh, so there's a guy on uh Instagram that Chum Boys Outdoors, and I started messaging him back and forth. And he's like slaying in the Ozarks. You never see 20 inch moth come out of the Ozarks. Like it's very rare. And he's like, I, just a couple of our listeners, like, oh yeah, you need to watch this guy. He's like got something going on. And I messaged him and he's like, oh yeah, dude, I've started throwing big swim baits. And this, uh, it's Megabass Mag Slow. Um, and he was like going on and on and on and on about it. How's it pronounced? Mag. It's a Mag Slow. Slowl? I think that's some sort of like mag pop, mag pop culture sl- thing. Slowl. Yeah, I think it's just a mag slow. Okay. I think the L silent. Maybe okay. not. People, mega bass guys can correct me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I got those. Um, I'm trying to think if I got anything else new. No, well, I, don't I think just so. bought a new air pump for my. <laughs> you uh, broke that and did you because josh get, broke my ear pump but i didn't complain about did, that either did you get a um did you get your rod fixed 
No, I haven't. Uh, you don't have any. You don't have a tip that works for it. I don't. G Loomis is probably I'm like flagged in their database because I didn't return a rod once. So I'm afraid to do my <laughs> I'm afraid to do my warranty on it. Uh, so. Well, um, yeah, man. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, it was I honestly am going to apologize because I should have been the first person to like congratulate you. I just didn't connect the dots. It's because your Instagram handle sucks so bad. I yeah. didn't. It was you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, dude, congrats. We're we're very proud of one of our wet boys going out there and showing showing them how it's done. Oh, before we go off, we have a couple more wet boy shout outs, dude. Alex Deneau. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning, well, we we shouted turning. him shouted him out on the. Yeah, we did, but uh, I mean, on the podcast. Yeah, Alex, Alex Deneau is up? and Alex and Josh Cravens too. Yeah. Second yeah, place. Josh Cravens, Alex Deneau, they they went one two on the Sugar Creek um, last Sugar Creek tournament, and uh, those guys are both friends of ours and also avid listeners. Yeah. So we just honestly, we're just. I feel like Dude. we should dub in that you know that song that all we do is win 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 no do. matter what. I this by extension, we're claiming victory. <laughs> I, I mean, totally. <laughs> uh, no, and then I d- we did get like. Well, if you got a few more minutes, Travis, before we end the yeah. podcast, uh, we did get um, a, cu- a clip, a really cool message uh, from a guy. Uh, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody messaged us yesterday and they're like, hey, just so you know, uh, I connected with one of your listeners through Instagram or something. And now we're hanging out and we're good buddies. And, you know, it's through the podcast that we met and kind of started talking about, you know, fishing and we lived in the same area and now we're, we're buddies. We hang out, we fish together. That was a pretty cool thing. I was like, I mean, those are the kind of things for me that make, make this like feel really like all the time we spend doing it. Not like we spend a lot of time on the technical side, right? but I mean, we have to get together and drive to each other's houses and, you know, spend time recording, you know, it's, it's definitely in this day and age. I mean, it's nice to see that, you know, bring some, bring some what, what boys together. Absolutely. Huge. I I thought that was one of the coolest. I mean, we get messages all the time of, you know, people send us stuff. I mean, obviously there are people just asking for our autographs, people wanting us to sign magazine covers, people just, you know, (laughs) asking us to go fish with them all the time. Sign women's breasts. Sign women's breasts, kiss their babies, all that (laughs) stuff. But no, it was one of the cooler, one of the cooler things that, uh, you know, somebody's sent us. Um, I thought that was pretty, yeah, kind of a neat a neat little deal there but um and then i i also want to give an update on the little uh, yes donor thing yeah please so and i think uh travis you 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 know jeremy really well right so uh, i i assume you saw the little donation thing we're doing for shannon yeah uh, so we have uh a huge ass box over here full of stuff um that uh, kind of waited on all the stuff to stop coming in because I was getting stuff just as recently as like a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris and I are going to throw a couple of our own things in there, but we're going to send that out um, hopefully before I leave on vacation. So I literally have two days. So you got to get that, whatever you're going to get. Yeah, me. I will. Um, yeah, and then we'll send it out. But yeah, shout out to the Crows, uh, Shannon Williams and Jeremy Crow. That's uh, th- Those guys are and girl they're like eat up as much there's as much of a small mouth lovers of as anybody i know and uh jeremy i text him all the time <clears throat> and i'm actually going to have him on the podcast soon but um yeah we're they're in our 
in our They've prayers. They've got a, and... a pretty sizable little care package headed their direction. Yeah. It's, it's about a quarter of, of Josh's office down here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for sending that stuff. It was um you know very i'm sure it'll be well received and everybody you know you've earned at least at least one additional step towards heaven um you're not in yet by any means maybe you should stop listening to this but uh you know it's at least one step in the right direction so everybody thanks um who pitched in and yeah uh, thanks everybody for listening uh, as always free the fighter can we get a free the fighter travis yeah free the fighter that's right. Bam. Maybe we should start ending it with Smalley's rule. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Smalley's rule and free oh, the fire trademark.